0: Hi everyone. Welcome to step zero. Today we have a very special guest, Xavier Boulard, who's currently based in Barcelona. He's someone that I immensely respect and I have followed his career for for quite a while now. So I'm very, very happy that he has agreed to uh, come on board and talk to us about his journey, as well as his experience with mental health in the workplace. Um, Xavier, would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? I'm sure they would love to hear who you exactly are and what brought you to us um, to Step Zero.
1: Sure. Thanks Zora. Um, thanks first, like for inviting me to be a part of a step zero speaker. I think I felt very honored, you know, like when you asked me like a couple of weeks ago and, um, and, uh, well, I will try to, to share the best of my experience and see, you know, like, um, how we can, you know, like maybe have another conversation and, but like, let's, let's just start with this and, um, with the introduction. So basically it's like, you know, like, so I'm French, I've been living in many countries. Um, and uh, I've been for like the last ten years, basically between uh, San Francisco, uh, Berlin, where we actually met a couple of years ago, and uh, Barcelona since five five years, five years and a half. So yeah, my experience is like working in the in the digital digital advertising industry uh, for uh, for quite a long time for fifteen more than fifteen years. Started my career in in, in Paris in France, and. Um, and, you know, like I always wanted to, you know, like to travel. And, and when I had the opportunity to uh, to move to San Francisco uh, to open like a new division of a company over there. Um, like I was very excited, you know, about going going to the U.S. and living in California. And um, and every time, you know, like I move to uh, to a new country, I feel like, you know, it's a kind of like, you know, like recreating myself, you know, like, uh, um, you know, like meeting, like adapting also to the culture. And it's, uh, you know, like work is very different, like in every country, even though we're working in a multicultural um, environment, I think it's very, uh, very different to work like in the US than when I was in Berlin, it was also very different, and also in Barcelona. So it's, uh, what I like is like all the challenges, and it takes a lot, actually, it's, it takes a lot of energy and resources as well, you know, to adapt, but this is something that I, I really like. Uh, it's uh, never... You know, like going into the routine and always, you know, stepping outside of a comfort zone. So this is something that I always wanted to do and I still want, you know, to experience in my life. And uh well this is what I've done the last ten years. And uh, I'm in Barcelona for quite some time right now, like more than five years. Um I think I fell in love with a uh, with a city and uh and also working in a very um uh, I would say dynamic, you know, like environment and company. You know, when things are moving all the time, you know, and uh, and uh, well, you know, I felt like super, super good here. So this is why I'm sitting in Barcelona today.
0: Thank you so much, Xavier. I, I really appreciate you walking us through your experience because I think our audience gets a better understanding of. What exactly that can take away from this conversation? You're someone, and I think it's really important that we mention that as well. That has not only relocated so many times and, and started over, um, not only just companies, but also uh, personally, you know, building organizations for other organizations, building out teams. Your leadership um, journey has been incredible. You know, very, very different roles, very different cultures, very different aspects that you kind of needed to address as a professional, yep. as an individual. Joel as well. And I think that's really wonderful. And that's where my, my next question is before we get a little bit more into it. How do you feel that these travels and everything that you have experienced has affected you as a leader, as a, as a people manager, someone has responsibi- who has responsibility for other people?
1: Like when you mean travel, you mean like relocation, right? Like every relocation. Yeah um it's um like every every location goes you know like of course they are like a like very good part of it, like you know with the good and the bad you know sometimes you know like it's it's always you know like good you know like to um like i really like you know like to uh first to meet new people not to uh meet new cultures to see how people live you know in different countries to see how people work in different countries to adapt because i need you know like sometimes you have you know like we are so you know when we with the experience, we are becoming very um, confident, I would say. And sometimes, you know, we are sure about some things. And by exchanging with others, you know, this is where we can learn, you know, that something maybe that can be true for us is not true for the others. So I like being challenged also. That's something that even in my leadership, it's something that I really like. is like always being challenged with, with my teams, you know, because it's very important to be very open for, you know, like the good and the bad the feedbacks and uh and um, to always not always question yourself but always thinking about you know what can, can we change something like you know maybe something that was true yesterday is it still true today so this is something that I really like although it's very tiring you know it's very exhausting to, to sometimes you know because I am also someone you know asking myself a lot of questions you know like very uh, you know like all the time thinking about you know like if I'm doing the best thing you know if it's uh, what should i do if I should, something, if I should do something different so sometimes it can be tiring it can be also tiring like you know the relocation about um you know like with all the i would say outside of the professional life you know like the private life you know like uh, reading everything like you know being like you know, talking the language of the country you know like for example i mean i spent one year and a half in germany uh, i don't speak german <laughs> maybe i know like 10 15 words but, you know, like Spanish is, uh, it's already better and I i mean, I understand I speak, I cannot be like, I'm not super fluent in Spanish, but it's uh, its also very important, you know, to speak the language in the country where you live. Um, and when you're planning about, you know, spending a few years, um, because otherwise, you know, that's another barrier, you know, like you don't live as uh, someone, you know, from the country, you live just as an expat. So, yeah, it's tiring to accommodate yourself to the country, but it's also very exciting. And I think the excitement, like it's um is more important than you know, like the maybe the, the the challenges, I would say. So um so no, I really like I really like um I really like the like all the different experiences that I you know like uh from the last ten years. Uh I don't know about the future, you know, I don't know. Like for now I'm very happy in Barcelona. Um I'm I'm not planning about moving to um, you know to another place because I think I found the right balance here as well you know I think but traveling the different um, uh, because I always travel for for a different work for a different company you know moving to another company, going to the next steps you know it was every time it was going to a new location for moving to the next step in my career and um, and in Barcelona, I could finally you know i think here i found that you know, I could combine, you know, like uh, my professional life as so a private life. So like being happy, you know, in, uh, uh in, uh, here and, um, and having the right, finding the right balance. This is something that I think I really needed is like to find the balance between, uh, work and, uh, and private life
0: and that's really wonderful you say that because if if i just recap it you're you're someone who relocated from from paris to san francisco then lived in berlin then went to to barcelona traveled all over the world for for work and and business and as you said it can be very tiring it takes a lot out of you not just that but also building these different new teams and and cultures how you communicate with them what it is and and i think one sentence that you mentioned really shows what kind of person and leader you are is is, is basically asking questions. Not, it doesn't matter what it is. Challenge yourself, challenge others, and, and, and look at how that improvement can be done, because the answers might be true for yesterday, but not for today. And, and I think that also leaves us to our, our main conversations. And, and, and before we get into that, I, I would like to mention that to our audience. I think they're already used to that uh, by now, is that whenever we talk about different companies and experiences, we we only, and yourself, you only represent your own opinion and feedback and not your current organization, just to make sure that our, our, our teams and, and, and audience knows as well out there. So let's talk a little bit about those, you know, challenges, about um, the mental health aspect of it, individual aspect of that as well. How did you perceive these? You touch on that as well. It's challenging. You found your balance. Can you maybe tell us about the times when you were not as balanced as a leader or as someone- yeah. It was tough to make it real. You know, we like to keep it real. We've known each other for, without numbers, very, very long.
1: (laughs) Numbers, let's not put numbers on that. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's um, this week. So as you know, that I'm a little bit like anxious. So I was thinking about, you know, like uh, about this interview, you know, like during the last few days and I was like, okay, I need to go back a little bit like, you know, like a few years before, but things were like very different. Um, Not better, not worse, but very different. And so I need to go back to this time and to sort of reflect, you know, and it was a very good exercise that I've done, like, you know, like reflecting a little bit about, you know, how I was, you know, like at the beginning, you know, when I moved to Barcelona, I had this amazing opportunity to move to Barcelona to open an office for, for a company based in Argentina in the digital industry. Um, and uh, when I moved to, uh, to Barcelona, when I had to open the office, um, you know, like the challenge was like first to open a new business unit for a company. And to uh, to hire to hire people to build a team, and to make it successful, you know. So that was like the <clears throat> the, the challenges, and I was very excited. It's something that I was always expecting. It was a kind of you know we call it like the entrepreneur. So it's like being an entrepreneur within the company. And um, and well, I I really like it. I, like the first two years were amazing. A lot of like up and downs. A lot of uh, a lot of stress. A lot of uh, Excitement as well, and uh, and building a team. Building a team like like the team like was very international. We had like we beat like up to uh, 25, 28 different nationalities in the office. Um, today we are like around like hundred people, and uh, and uh, so we are part like um, like uh, Headway and, and Smadex, which are like uh, uh, we also so Smadex like two years ago. So we are part of a um, of a US and, digi- and US entertainment company, um, and. Uh, so when I started at Headways was basically building the team, building like sales, but also operation, uh, all the different type of teams, so not only like uh, business teams, and um, and finding people who, you know, first like uh, not only like the like expert, like of course we need like some expert on board, but also the people that, you know, like uh, were international, you know, like uh, coming from school and really wanted to learn in the digital space. So at the beginning, the challenge was, to find find the team, build the team, hire them, train them, and also making sure that, you know, the business is successful and, you know, we can succeed. And you know, like, I always like these challenges and I cannot be, you know, like some, some people that right now I'm learning about this, but back in the days I was like, not like, well, you know, I need to preserve myself so I can be like only half on this, you know, I cannot be like full hundred percent. And I was like, I was not like that. I was like, if I had to, if I have something like, that I really like, I wanted to go like not even hundred percent, 200%. <laughs> you know, to go like full, 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 full on it. And, uh, and that, that was great. You know, like during this time, when I think about it, it was great for the first two years. And, um, and it was great because like, I was, you know, like building something successful because like it was succeeding. And, um, but then you, I think it was, I came into a kind of a, like, um, like a spiral, like, you know, like it was always, you know, like, never enough, you know, like, I, it was never enough. And I always wanted to do more and more and more. And, uh, and as a leader, to be honest, like, you know, like we always think and I always thought that, you know, like a leader needs to be perfect. And then I learned that it's not true. I read a lot of books, a lot of articles about it. A leader is not perfect. And I was not perfect, far from it, and I'm still not perfect. But um, I was not like you know, I was like as a leader, I wanted like everyone you know to be to be you know, like me, you know, like to go full on it, to be like super committed. And uh, and um, and I think it was very important for me, to to create a nice environment at work, and uh, and that's something that I started from the beginning, from the first day, you know, like organizing, you know, like. Uh, like drinks and uh, and having people that it's not, we're not only here to work, but we are here to build something together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and let, me, let me just point that out guys, in case that wasn't clear. Um, Xavier actually built a company, part of a, a big organization from Argentina, from zero up to 100 people. Now that's that's the leader we're, we're talking about. He's someone that was a very very core part of of the the next step for the organization from from an international perspective, and and I know for a fact that in those years what he's referring to he barely slept. Like I, I do know that because there were lots of conversations. You were really um, you were really into it. You really wanted to grow, and as you said, you put your heart and soul in it. And you mentioned a couple of things that I, I took note on as in the perfectionistic uh, mindset, wanting to be perfect, wanting to always do more, right? We, we know that example. Like if you're a good leader, you're always the first one and last one out. You work harder than anyone else because you're the one who really kind of builds that trust. But we have to realize, and I'm really happy that in modern society or modern workplaces, we realize that leaders need to be human. They need to be able to connect. Um, they need to be able to build an environment. And that's something you touch on. And, and that's one of my questions as well. You said you had lots of international people, 20 something nationalities, even more. It's not only difficult to connect with people from your, from your own culture, people that are very similar to you, but you were also challenged to build an environment that can be comforting for individuals coming from so many different cultures, um, so many different countries coming out of school, coming from uh, more years of experience. I mean, as a leader, you have to be a chameleon for, I don't know, 100 people, basically. (laughs) How how did you take take that challenge on and how did you manage the, the pressure and the expectations that I think in those situations you actually imposed on yourself?
1: Yeah, that is very interesting question, because I think at the beginning, I didn't realize this, you know, like when you're like into the action, you don't realize like everything, you don't realize that, you know, you're working with like different nationalities. So at some point, it's it's important to adapt your way of communicating, it's important to adapt your management. When you're onboarding like senior people versus junior people that are growing in the company, that's another challenge as well, you know, like how to find this right balance. And um, and that was like uh, something that we didn't realize and then it came more and more um, because, you know, we started to hire more and more people as well. And we had to, you know, to find this, to keep the same culture as the beginning. Um, and, uh, and yeah, of course, like, I I think I made some mistakes and we all make some mistakes. And I made some mistakes in, you know, in the way of, you know, like, um, not, you know, like sometimes not communicating the right thing, not being, you know, sometimes we want to protect the people. So we don't want to, to, uh, to communicate everything. And then I think at some point I decided to be like very transparent, you know, like very transparent in my way of communicating. And I think that was very important. Also here I was like, you know, like um, hearing a lot, listening, a lot of feedback, you know, like a lot of people gave me feedback in my team. And, uh, and it's not that easy, you know, sometimes, you know, you feel that you're doing like the right things and you're going to the right directions. And and uh, you're onboarding the right people. But sometimes, well, no, it's good to listen to the people and the people that are, you know, like you're know you working with. And, um, and uh, well, yeah, I listened to them. I, I think it took me some time just to change because what is important is like, you cannot be the same leader like today as you were yesterday. And you always need constantly to to change and to adapt to the environment, right? So the more people we were, the more nationalities we were, And uh, the more different type of experience people, we were like working together, the more we had, I had to, um, you know, to adapt and to, uh, and, um, you know, to be a little bit less in the control, to give like, you know, more room to the people to, to manage their things, you know, and not being like always in the, I wouldn't say micromanagement because it's not like micromanagement, but it's like, you know, like being a kind of control freak, you know, like being like, you want to control everything and you cannot. And I think from this time, I think it happened that maybe after two years, you know, like uh, one or two years in the in the company, when we started to grow and and onboard like different type of people, and different type of profiles, and uh, I think from that point, I started to 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 change a little bit and say like, well, this not not everything needs to be perfect, right? Not everything needs to be, and not everything needs, needs to be the way that you know, like sometimes you are seeing things your way and. Uh, and you need also to consider different ways. You need to consider different visions. You need to, and you need to questions always, all the time, your way of doing things. And from this time, I think it started to help me a little bit more with, so with like being like, you know, like a little bit, not less into it, but, you know, like taking care also of my life, you know, outside of work.
0: Yeah. And, and what you said, I, I can really relate to that. And that's why I was like nodding like a crazy person uh, here. I mean, our podcast listeners can't see that, but I was really nodding. <laughs> Because you touch on a lot of point that I personally believe in as well, and I've seen a lot of people do it, but also a lot of people not doing it, um, letting people in. You know, I, I feel that true leadership is. I think that's one of the the factors that I consider. In, in, in really good leaders is is being is having the ability to letting go of control a little bit and, and hiring the right talent and trusting them, right, to, to be able to do the job. Because at the end of the day, you're also trusting yourself that you have made those right decisions. And, 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 and I think that's a really, really important point. And it takes a very strong character, I think, a very strong person to say, I want the talented people around me speak up and, and also live their careers and, and live to the stage or to the, to the levels that they want to. You touch on communication, and I think that's, that's one of the topics that I really would like to talk to you about, because I know that you not only have experienced lots of different cultures and differences in the communication in those different cultures, but also transitioning from a more startup mentality, right, being very, very transparent, as you said, involving people, uh, then becoming part of, of a huge corporation, a very successful corporation that has a different way of communicating and, and talking. Um, how, how was that um, uh, for you, the, this transition, and, and how do you think it affected the people um, to going from a different way, from, from a certain way of communicating to a different way of communicating?
1: I, uh, I I think, like, I wouldn't lie, but it took me some time, you know? It took me some time to adapt, and it took some people to adapt. It had an impact, like, you know, it wouldn't be, like, it would be a lie, you know? Like, if I say no, of course, we didn't have any impact. No, we had an impact, and I think it's important to recognize the impact, you know, like, to make sure that, you know, we can adapt to it, and we can, you know, like, if you're, like, always, you know, like, um, hiding yourself about things that you're seeing, you know, you cannot change it. So, we see, we saw the impact with, uh, with um, by being, like, acquired by the, by the, this U.S. corporate company, and um, well, you know, like we, and we still want to be a startup. So that—that's the you know the, in the mentality we still want to be, you know, as a startup. Although we have some, you know, like some requirements, you know, like that, you know, like are a little bit like I wouldn't say against the startup culture, but like very different from the startup culture. So in terms of transparency, well it's, uh, I always keep, you know, and it's very important because i build also with a team, so you know, like I'm very happy also to work with people that are still here since five years, more than five years. And I have like, you know, like some very key people, you know, like in my team that I I work very closely with. And you know, like, um, and it gives us, and it's very funny because it's also give us like, you know, some support, we support each other. and, uh, and, uh, And it's important to have, you know, like these key people with you that you can trust and you can still have this transparency. It's impacted the people because, at some point, at the beginning, yes, we we came for like a full transparent and uh, and small environment and uh, and in um, it didn't happen in one day, but like in a few months we've seen you know like things happening where we couldn't share the same information to everyone. Uh, some people are you know were asking for more more information about you know like uh, the new structure, about like you know like even some like uh, some little questions that you know we couldn't we couldn't answer. So. I guess some people get you know like frustrated by this. We try to also to to explain to them you know like to take the time. It's very important, and I think mean, in many situations, in a good, in a bad, like to take the time to explain. I think taking the time to explain what are the changes, why you know like things cannot be exactly the same as before, although we want to keep you know like the 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 roots you know as it as it is and as a startup, but we cannot act as before, we need to explain the more. So, you know, it's like, actually it's like transparency in the explanation of like, why we cannot be as before and why we are changing. And also what are the benefits of this? And because, you know, it's always like every change, like, you know, you have to, uh, to agree from something, but it's also bringing something new and something positive. So, so explanation. And being very transparent and explaining taking the time with the with the people to explain the reasons uh, very important. And also keep even though we are changing, but trying to keep the same culture, it's also important.
0: Yeah, it starts with the heart, right? And and, and you yes. said Communication, change, change management is a very, very big topic in also in 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 the way we see and and understand mental well-being at work, right? How we how we also manage this. It doesn't have to be something that scares you. Change is necessary, and it happens every day. Even if you don't want to see it, it's just part of life. And 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 I like. Uh, that you mentioned taking a more human approach as in involving people in there and explaining the benefits, the changes, and, and also being, again, transparent about, yes, certain things are going to change. Um, may I ask what you actually, or did you still, because as you said, people were maybe frustrated. I can also imagine that it can cause these type of changes, anxiety in individuals, you know, a question about the future that affects their, their well-being, uh, overall mental and, and physical. Is this something that you also experience? Either
1: within yourself or your peers at work. Um, not with, uh, not really, to be honest, because we always. I think from the beginning we communicated that you know it's not because we are part of uh, of a new company that things will change in the organization in in the short term at least. You know, like we need sometimes, and we are operating, we were operating at the beginning. You know, has a digital company while the company was not in the digital space, so. We were like more in the, you know, like uh, a little bit like still, you know, like independent things of course are changing because like we are more integrated now. So we didn't come, we always, you know, wanted to communicate to the people, but you know, like what they are doing today, you know, like it's maybe it's going to get, you know, like they will do like something better tomorrow. They will have like, you know, but nothing will change like, you know, like organically in their, in their role or so we won't like be, you know, like we'll keep the same organization. Just with like, you know, like a different structure, different product to say, you know, like more, you know, like more international.
0: Mm -hmm. Make it more personal for them, right? Where their role is in the big change and how that translates to them, their role and the company that they worked for, right? Before, before becoming part of something bigger.
1: Yes, exactly. And just like, you know, like being part of something, I think being part of something bigger, you know, and and also showing, you know, that the, the goal of, you know, like being integrated in this group is like to become. You know, to be able you know, to also maybe like uh, have more different projects, you know, like new projects for, for everyone, maybe, you know, like um, creating a new business unit, maybe acquiring an, like another company. So it's like just being for like the new possibilities. And I think it's, it's very important to show and to, to share with them, you know, this vision. And, um, and that was like, that's exactly what happened, you know, like from the last three years.
0: That, that's wonderful how you've described it, you know, talking about new possibilities and, and, and new opportunities. I think that's it's exactly how we need to see these things. And that's yes. our job as leaders or organizations to, to always look at change as new possibilities or new opportunities. And I, I really, really don't like looking at the, the clock, especially when I'm, when I'm talking with people that really excite me and just inspire me so much. So unfortunately, we're slowly coming to, to the end of the podcast. And I have Two more questions left, and I'm going to stick to it. They're going to be long questions. Okay. Questions. Um, one of it is is is. Um Really, your experience and advice, because we went through that you have lived so much, you have experience you pushed yourself so much outside of your comfort zone, and I know that a lot of people um, that are in our audience or will be in our audience they're either relocating right now or they have relocated or they're looking at stepping up their their positions or their career uh, and their leadership in life. What would be your advice to them? I mean these are these are very tough things right it's different for everyone but what would you say from your experience to these people being in these stages in their lives right now?
1: It's yeah. I, I mean, it's very hard for me to you know to share. I mean, I can I can give you know like I can share what what you know like uh, some some advices for myself, but like you know I don't want to say like yeah this is what you should do or you know it's it's very hard because I think every situation is different, every person is different. Um, I think like uh, humility, you know, is one of the key things you know like always to have and you know like and I think even for every leader. You know, like he's always being like very humble and uh, and always open. Like I, I said before, you know, open open to uh, you know to the feedback. You know, like open to change, open to learn. It's not easy. You know, like it's uh, it's easy to say I can tell you like this, but I know like I experience it and and I experience it, and it's not always easy. You know, like uh, to um, to be open, but it's it's very important. And um, and also to, um, to listen to yourself because, you know, like sometimes when you have to make a choice, you have like uh, two voices, you know, you have a voice, say, okay, the, the rational one, you know, say, no, you need to do like this, you cannot do this, or you can listen. then you have the other voice, you know, like the more, um, I don't know, like the more from the heart, you know, like, yeah, exactly for the, the gut, you know, like the gut feelings. And, and this one, like, it's very important to listen to it. And I realized, you know, like after I, I was like, every decisions, like, and nothing that is not rational, of course, there is a rational but at the end, you know, like when you have a choice, the last choice, you know, when you, you've been, you know, like uh, figuring out things for like one, two, three months, you know, like and asking yourself a lot of questions, trying to rationalize everything. At the end, if you listen to your, uh, to the hurt, you know, like you, you realize that, you know, it's a good decision. It's always a good decision to take. And, and it's, and it's normal as a human, you know, like we always rationalize things and we always need to, you know, to make choice based on like concrete things and the, uh, but at the end it's uh it's always important to hear this voice and to um and to try i mean I'm always you know like uh but I'm someone like i like you know like the I like trying new things you know i like trying i know I like the challenges, so I'm not afraid about uh changing about um maybe a little bit more by getting a little bit older now, but I don't know, but like i don't know i'm never afraid about it i because I always you know I, if I think about, you know, I will succeed, I will always succeed, you know, like it's always like, you know, the mindset, the mindset is very important.
0: You, you, you touch on again, so many points, I wish I could keep asking questions, because what you say, the mindset, the changes and not being afraid of yeah. that, being open and, and reflecting and also the fact of being humble, and asking for feedback. I think some of the most successful people are where they are, because they were able to reflect and open up and take feedback in a way that you know, it was useful to them. Um, And I know that you're someone who put a lot of um, effort and focus into educating yourself as well. Always learning, always figuring new things out. Because as you said, we don't know the answers to everything. And it's important to be able to listen to your heart as a person you are and also to to your head. Yeah. And, and I know that you have a lot of inspiration uh, from different authors, different topics. You don't have to share everything, but I would love it if you could maybe share some of the one or two things that, that were meaningful to you. And I promise to our audience that we're going to share a longer list because he has a lot of very, very unique and interesting things. But if you could mention a couple of things that, that uh, our listeners could potentially tap into and, and Google right away, that would be lovely.
1: I think that the one, and I guess everyone knows this author is like Simon Sinek, like from starting with why, you know, I think that was the, the book that I read like uh, five, five, six years ago. That was the, the, the book, you know, that started, and think like everything for me was like very important. Like, yeah, it's not the how, the what, the when, the where, it's like everything starts with why, you know, like what's the purpose, you know, like why we are doing this, why are we better, why, and it was like, uh, I think for me, it's a very good reference, and uh, I, I follow him on, on Facebook and uh, on Instagram. He has He's having like a lot of uh, interviews like lately and uh, it's very good. So I, I really like him. I, I, you know, I try to find inspiration from, from everyone, you know, like, and I also have like, you know, like I don't know, Michelle Obama, you know, is another, another person, but I have a lot of inspiration. I really like her. I read her book and I really like, like, you know, like uh, watching her speech, you know, like on, on YouTube and it gives me a lot of inspiration and, um, and, you know, even even people, you know, like around me, like it's like day to day, you know, like I found like always some inspiration. and I try to see, you know, like how, you know, like it's not like how can I change because you are yourself and you need to stay yourself. But like how, you know, like you can get inspired to also like, you know, like change a little bit of things, you know, and try to, uh, you know, like to think differently. Also. And this is what I what I like, like, you know, like with inspiration. Also I have, a, I read a book lately about, and it's a very important one, actually. And I, I figured I'd say, why I didn't read this book five years ago? It's like culture, the, the name is Culture Map. And it's the title of the book. And it's about how to work with different cultures in the world, how to like organization work, you know, with uh, how the communication work. You know, like if you say something to someone from Japan, how it's going to be interpreted on their side and how it's going to be interpreted from someone from Brazil. And it's about communication within different people in the business, in the team, in organization, in sales. And it's very very interesting book. So I will really recommend this book for everyone working in the multicultural environment because this one gives you a lot of uh, of insights of like oh well yeah I don't know that if I if my tone is like this this for someone else it will, di- will be something totally different than someone from another country and um, very interesting very interesting insight. But yeah, I will share with you. I have a uh, I have a lot. I have like uh, a lot of books and uh, I read a lot of books and uh, and blogs and people that I you know, like not even like not only in the business, you know, like in politicals, in arts, in like different type of um, of uh, area.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. We can't wait to hear the list. And I actually could, I just uh, sneak the view a little bit um, towards Matteo, who, who's here listening and taking notes. And he, I, I saw him being on Amazon already Googling it from an organizational perspective. It's one of his passion topics too. So I think it's gonna be really great and extremely useful for us to to uh, list these out and, and look at all the different inspirations that you get. Because as you said, it's everywhere. And with that, um, I just would like to mention one thing uh, before we, we finish the, the, the conversation is, is is Sevier is one of those people who um, always asks himself this one question. And I think we talked back in the days about Cheryl Sandberg quite a lot when, when her book came out as well. Yeah. And there was this yeah. one question in there, right? That what would you do if, if you weren't afraid? And I think... This was one of the bigger questions, I think, that was quite defining in our career. And um, I'm really, really happy to see that asking yourself this question on a daily basis um, got you to where you are, building incredible teams and and, and the person you are. And I would like to thank you for for sharing this experience, sharing the spirit of, you know, even if you're afraid, go for it, take those steps towards the future and things are gonna work out. So thank you so much for taking the time for this. Becoming part of our Step Zero family and and um, just being so open about your experience and, and what you've gone through. I think it's going to be extremely useful for our listeners. Um, for everyone here at Step Zero family, we'll make sure that Xavier's contact details are in, in the podcast as well. And we we'll link him everywhere where possible so that you can reach out to him and have a conversation I really encourage you to do that. And um, Xavier, thank you for doing the work that you do. Um, you're definitely someone that leads by example. And I'm really grateful that you, you shared this with us today. And um, thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm really happy that we got yet another guest who was incredible in helping us, changing the way mental health is being perceived in the workplace. Xavier, thank you so much. And I wish you a wonderful day.
1: Thank you, Dara. Thank you for inviting me.